do it. Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. On a Thursday morning, it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. Very excited to have a returning guest. Very excited to have a guy to talk about the playoffs because his team is there. So, or at least right, at least right now, anything could happen this weekend. Who knows? But Dave, how are you? It's time to talk Blue Jays. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on again. I always love coming back on. Love talking Blue Jays. Uh, it's um, this is what you want. Everyone will tell you that you know you want the runaway. It, yeah, okay. It's fun being a, a Braves fan right now. Sure, sure, I get it. But this is really what you want if you're a baseball fan. Being in the thick of a race, battling, competing, the excitement level rising, fighting to get into the playoffs on a high and not backing into the playoffs, kind of losing a couple of games here and there and, you know, resting pitchers and worrying about, there's no worrying about how do I set up my rotation here? It's every game is important. Every game is playoff level for us at this point. So it's, it's a great time to be a Jays fan right now. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because I joke with people all the time. Somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, do you want a four-game World Series or do you want a seven-game World Series? And I said, well, if my pony's in it, I want a four-game sweep, get on it, you know, let's get the title, let's get the rings and everything. If I don't have a dog in the race, let's make it seven games so it's a lot less. And so in your case, as a Jays fan, man, that would be tough. Every day you're you're hoping for a win, but you're also scoreboard watching. It's insane. So it's been it's been tricky. It's been a tricky couple of weeks. Um, there was a, a a week or so ago when the Rangers were in town and it felt like a very critical series at that exact moment because uh, yeah. they were not playing well and things kind of looked like they were off the rails. And I think you had a lot of a lot of folks out there who were out fully out on what the season was going to bring. And, uh, you know, a couple of bounce back series and all of a sudden you're you know sitting pretty in the wild card wild card standings and uh you know we'll we'll see where it all shakes out there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts for those last two spots in the wild card and the al west which is heavily involved yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so for those of you that for those of you that are listening to this that aren't blue jays fans or don't follow the blue jays um, historically, Dave does. So give me some of the ups and the downs of the 2023 season. Uh, it started off uh, down, very down. Uh, actually, we were, uh, as a fan base, wondering what happened. Our, uh, our, our ace of last year, Alec Manoa, basically fell off a cliff. Uh, he yes. couldn't, he could, he can, he still can't figure it. And I don't know if that's it. He says he had, if you aren't following the Alec Manoa news, he's had some inflammation in his arm and some shots and he's, you know, getting better. I think it's a case of the yips. This feels very, um, Ricky Romero to me. If I can like go real inside, uh, Ricky Romero had an incredible, uh, incredible stuff. Uh, and then was named the opening day starter uh, way back when in the early 2000s. And then he could never really find it again. And uh, they tried everything. They tried sending him down. They tried bringing him back. Uh, I think he's an analyst now for the Vancouver Canadians. Um, 
out in BC, but he is uh, kind of the guy that I'm looking at and wondering if Manoa's Ricky 2.0. Manoa was the big story of the beginning of the year, but uh, from a positive standpoint, you say Kikuchi uh, reinvented himself, became mm-hmm. the pitcher that I think Seattle originally thought they had uh, before they let him walk. And uh, the rest of the Blue Jays starting rotation looked fantastic. And then the hitters wouldn't hit. And then they went on some runs and started to pick things up. And uh, about three or four weeks ago, things started to fall into place. And you start seeing Springer hitting and you start seeing Varsho coming up with Clutch Hitch, who hasn't been uh, what, He's been billed as, but he hasn't been as bad. If you ask, if you ask anybody who's a fan of Gabriel Moreno, what's happening with the? How do you feel about the Varsho trade? They would say that's a a Diamondback winner for sure because he has been, uh, I think, a plus four WAR player for all the stat heads out there uh, for the D backs when he's been in games. Uh, I will tell you that. Varsho has had plenty of clutch hits and without him in the lineup, uh, it's not the same team. So we've, uh, we've seen a resurgence of sort from some of the, the hitters, the offense has finally come back around and, you know, Gosman is incredible. Chris Bassett has been pitching out of his mind. Um, and you're seeing, you know, the slack being picked up where you weren't necessarily seeing it before the bullpen has been save, a. Uh, one blip last week from Jordan Romano, who's been uh, other otherwise exceptional. Uh, it's been a really good pitching staff for this team. And it feels kind of wasted because the offense hasn't been hitting at the level that we're seeing in Texas or in Baltimore, where those teams are really producing on an offensive level and the pitching just has to be eh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been Atlanta, it's been, LA, Philly. And, Huge, right? Massive. Yeah. So it's been, uh, at this point, I would say the season has been a success, but ultimately this team will be judged based on how it performs in the playoffs. And they got to get there first. And that's not necessarily, like at one point, Tampa was so far ahead in the, the division race that I didn't know. And I think actually when we last spoke, I said, I don't know if they're going to stay there. Uh, and sure enough, we got Baltimore up there in first right now. Uh, but you know, we got we have some games left. We'll see what happens. The the two of those teams are exceptional, uh, and Toronto is they're not far off the pace. We're talking a, a six or seven game swing total between first and third in the AL East. So, so you kind of answered my question, my next question already, but I think it's worth asking it. Where do you think that you're strong going into the playoffs, assuming that all goes well this weekend? Where do you think that you're strong? And I hate to say, where do you suck or or where are you negative? More of where do you need to improve? So first, where are you strong? Where do you think you need to improve? I think the starting rotation is, is the strong point of this team right now. You're going to get five to six and a half, seven innings out of, especially in a playoff, we all know playoff rotation shrink. So if you're telling me that I've got Kikuchi, Gosman, and Bassett, and the rest of the guys are supporting, I'm good. I'm happy with that. The way that they're playing right now, I, I think that that is a, a great 
staff to go into. If you're telling me I've got to win one game and I get to bring Kevin Gosman, I'll take it. I'll yeah. take those. You know, that's a, if I have to bring Kikuchi instead, I'm in, you know, Hunjin Ryu is just coming back. Uh, but I think would be a great long man in this situation if you were to need some innings. Yes. And and ultimately, I think that you're you're going to be able to get what you need out of that pitching rotation. It's strange to say that the offense is a weak point because Bobachet is a hitter. <laughs> Springer is a proven commodity. Vlad can absolutely come up and has come up with plenty of clutch. Um, but over the past few weeks, it's been Kevin Biggio who's been the performer. And yeah. uh, to me, that's, that's a little scary because relying on your seven, eight, nine to get you the offense you need should be a commodity. That should be a, that should be a welcome plus I get to, I get offense from my bottom, bottom third of the order. You should be expecting it from the top half. And, you know, it, it would be nice if there wasn't as much reliance on uh, the bottom half coming up clutch in instead of the guys who are making the big bucks or are going to be wanting the big bucks. Vladdy, we're looking at you. Bo, we're looking at you. Uh, we need we need these guys to to show up when when the games matter and and right now they matter. They matter in a big way. Listen, fellas, next time, Bo, Vladdy, next time you call me, I won't send you to voicemail. I'll take your call, <laughs> and I'll make sure that I get Dave on the line, too. He's got a few things to say. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay, so it's now we're talking October baseball now, which yeah. is, is a great place to be in. And what I think is so funny is starting this week, starting on Monday of this, this last week, um, the AL East and the AL West have not been decided nor have the one and two seeds where they're going to have buys been decided. And yeah. so everybody tells me, hey, you don't want the buy. It's, it, you know, having a week and a half off. It's no different than the All-Star break. It's Sunday to Saturday. It's no different than the All-Star break now. That being said, do you make a deep run? Does Toronto make a deep run this year? Assuming you guys are probably going to get a wild card spot, assuming that, do you go deep run or is this maybe you get past the wild card round? You know, talk to me about where you think. I think there's a good chance that Toronto can make a deep run, yeah. but it is going to be matchup dependent. So Ooh. if, if Tampa is, so let's say Toronto plays Seattle or Houston. And I think that they would fare fine in either of those matches. I think they have a, a, a plus chance to win those games. Of course, the other two teams could win those games. That is nothing to say negative against Houston or Seattle. I think that Toronto has a plus chance. We'll, we'll go that more than fifty okay. percent. Okay. I think I against like Tampa. I think against Tampa. If it's and and it would be in at the Trop. I think Tampa has a slightly better chance, but I like Toronto's opportunity, depending on the pitching matchup, having just won a game to get you to the next step. Yeah. Yeah. If Texas is involved, there's, that's a problem for the Jays. They just lost four straight yeah. to the Rangers. 
when they needed to win. They needed to win two of those four. They needed a split. And Texas came to Toronto and said, we'll just hit 58 runs. It's not a big deal. We'll just hammer you. You won't score anything. They were just outclassed. So if you're, if I'm looking at it, I go, I, I think they can make a deep run. I think they need to get some momentum going. I think that sitting that all-star break length of time would be bad for this team. I think that it's probably going to work at least in the beginning uh, of a series. And this is usually the way it goes. The first game is usually uh, the game that is the most squirrely uh, when you're coming back in the divisional round. I I think that you're going to look and you're going to go, okay, well, let's say we play Texas. I think they can beat them. I think they're plenty capable of beating them. They're basically the same team at this point. Win-loss record-wise, they're virtually equal. The big difference is Texas is crushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crushing the ball. So, like, I think that – I think Toronto can make a deep run. I, I don't know – I don't know if they're going to the World Series. I think that there's – I think there's probably another AL – East team that I would have over them. Baltimore, I think, is a superior team. They're just firing on all cylinders right now. That being said, okay, I like that. That being said, um, who do you, in the AL, who do you not want to match up with? I don't want to match up with Texas. More than anyone. Baltimore is probably the the top team. And I mean, Baltimore is the the juggernaut. The advantage we have over Baltimore is they're a division team. Thank you. We we have all the scouting reports on them. So like, it's not like, it's not like Baltimore is going to throw anything at Toronto that they're going to be like, I've never seen that before. Everything is in the book, everything. And it's not that they haven't, they've had plenty of games against each other. So, the division rivalry all is is more solid than say Texas, which you know, ask me about Jose Bautista and Rufnet Odor. Sure, there's a rivalry there, but you know, we're really we're not talking about the, the same two, yeah. two teams. So we're really what we're looking at is a team who they've played you know, a bunch of times, but not the, not to the same extent that they played Baltimore repeatedly. And they know the ins and outs of that roster, even though there's a bunch of young guys on it, they know where the weak spot is. They know where they can take advantage uh, versus, you know, a Minnesota or a Texas where it's like, I've played you a few times, but I don't necessarily know everything you're going to do. Okay. I like that. Um, I, I like that a lot. So then that being that being said, who do you realistically see in the World Series? All right. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. I think it's Baltimore and Atlanta. Okay. That's actually a fair that's actually fair. Um I mean uh, my only caveat to this is Baltimore is doing you guys in the American League East, you guys are in trouble. And I don't mean to disrespect your team, but this no. is why. What has Baltimore done that's resemblance of somebody else that drives the nuts in the American League East? They're pitching? 
they're catching, they're drafting prospects and bingo right there. Every single one. Right there. Yeah. Right there. You just said it. So let me give you some names that came up within a year or two of each other and ask me how well that team did. Yeah. Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit. Okay. So they brought up all these young kids that were together through the system. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore is doing the same thing right now. And that's I will, scary. I will tell you this. When the Yankees did it, and this is my only counter argument to it. When the Yankees did it, mm-hmm. the only team that had the talent to compete in that in that league at that time was the Boston Red Sox. And that was because they were just loaded with guys that they had either signed or drafted or traded for. I mean, we're talking Ortiz and Pedro and like some of the best, some of the best games of uh, our slightly younger years, because we're still quite young, (laughs) um, were, were Boston, New York rivalries, at -hmm. least on this coast. It was always, always the way. What I will say now is Tampa did the same thing. And they've got a bunch of guys that came up together and they sold off those pieces because they couldn't get it done. Your J your big game, James and, you know, uh, David price and all of those guys came up and they were incredible talents. Couldn't get over the hump. Toronto's doing the same thing with Bo and Vlad and Cavan. A bunch of the pitching uh, bullpen is the same Jordan Romano and a bunch of the, I think Kirky was also there. Alejandro Kirk was also in the minors with those guys. Um, they've got some vets on there for sure, but they all came up together and I don't know if they're going to get over the hump. And the difference is, is that now the division is loaded. It's, it's, it is a competitive division and it, let's not forget that. Okay. So Boston is, I don't know. I mean, they've got some young guys that are coming, but like Dominguez is like, he's the real deal guys, the real deal. And the Yankees are not, I mean, they're, not here this year, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to bring, you know, some reinforcements for next year. And Boston will be back in no time. They always are. So I, I look at it and I go, yeah, they absolutely have uh, done it. I think that the window for doing that now is so incredibly small because the parity in the league is so high, which is a great thing for many fan bases because, you know, I, until you talk about you know Dodgers and I, I'm gonna tell you right now that people aren't gonna like my answer for who I think is gonna win the World Series but yeah great you know, it, it is what Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing is uh special and if you can't Very look special. at that if you can't look at that and respect the hell out of like what an accomplishment it is as a baseball fan then I I don't know if you're really paying attention because this is people talked about Shohei and they're like, well, you know, he's a unicorn, he's pitching and he's hitting and, you know, hopefully the surgery goes well. This is something we don't see. It's not something we've haven't seen in X number of years. We don't see this. Right. We right. don't, it, it just, you right. know, when, when right. Ricky was stealing bases, he wasn't hitting this many homers. You know, when Barry Bonds was hitting all the homers, when he was all, you know, he's Mr. Muscle Man and had no neck anymore. He uh, he wasn't stealing the bags. He might have done both of those things in his career, but he never did it at the same time. Okay. Acuna Jr. is doing it 
right now. And it is, and I mean, not to mention the team is, it's a hundred win team. Like, you know, they're, they're loaded all over. They've got a great staff. I think that they're probably the, the class of the, of the NL Uh, Dodgers are very much in the mix, but it's, that's going to be a competitive, uh, a competitive league. Yeah, no, it's, I'll, I'll tell you the, AL East, and I said this at the beginning of the season, and I'm going to say, unless there's some major injuries that happen before spring training or during spring training, you legit could have four teams, four out of the five teams in the AL East make the playoffs. Yep. You have your division leader and three of the wild card teams. I mean, we, we're seeing that right now as we speak, where there's two of the three wild cards there. Um, and as far as, so this is MLB's dream, Okay. So I don't know if you're following this this playoff picture enough, right? And this will all get settled out this weekend. But you could potentially have Milwaukee against um, against the Cubs in the first round. The winner of that goes to L.A. So let's say the Cubs win that. Cody Bellinger goes back to L.A. for a five-game series. Magical for the MLB, right? They're yeah. going to love that. Okay. Then you have Arizona who could potentially match up against the Phillies. Let's say the Phillies win that, then they play the Braves. So a division rival. I mean, does it get any better than that? Probably not. Probably not. So, um, I mean, the, the AL is so, because nothing has is settled yet with yeah. who's going to get, we know that either Tampa Bay or Milwaukee will have the best record in the AL. Houston's not going to catch them. Arlington or Texas isn't going to catch them. I always feel weird when I say Houston and then I say Texas. People are always like, "Don't you know Houston is in Texas?" No. Yes. Rangers Different aren't going to catch them. Yeah. Astros know. aren't in. Yeah. Yeah. And Minnesota's but, not getting there. It's Baltimore or Tampa is going to have the best record in the in the AL. But keep in mind and keep watch on Minnesota. They're playing like a cohesive unit, and if they would have played like this all season. They would probably have the best record in the AL. They're, they have a plus one hundred and two run differential. So mm-hmm. when they lose, they don't lose by much, and when they win, they win big. Yeah, and I'm going to take you back to a statement that you made before about the the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Yankees and the Red Sox could be playing this weekend, or not, but they could be playing on the final game of the weekend. Okay, um, final game of the season and the ESPN game of the week. The Yankees could have. The record like the A's and the Red Sox could have a record like the uh, Royals do. And that's going to be the Sunday night game of the week. Forget that there could be a deciding game in Seattle or something. Yeah. It, it that's It's just that kind of a bias. But it's great for baseball, though, right? I, uh, being in Canada, uh, yeah. get heavily biased Toronto Blue Jays baseball, which is fantastic for me. Right. Uh, but they do default to division races where we're applicable. Once Toronto is done and dusted, they will shift. And we have seen a lot of, I have, there has been a lot of AL West baseball on my TV of late. And for good reason, obviously, uh, with Texas, yeah. with Houston, with Seattle, all within striking distance. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild uh, pun intended. It's gonna be a wild wild week for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a wild a wild card week for me. Well, and and you guys aren't you haven't clinched yet, 
A lot no. of things can happen this weekend. The um, I will tell you one thing though. I I did think of you. So we were uh, my wife and I had to go to Seattle for a um, family funeral. Uh, okay. Five six weeks ago, we had no idea that Taylor Swift was playing up there. So everything was amazingly overpriced. Well, I wanted to clear my head, so I said, "Let's go to T-Mobile Park." They were playing the Blue Jays, and I thought, "Ah, oh, whatever." I have never seen so many Canadians in one <laughs> room. Like when they yep. sing "Oh Canada," they sing it louder than the national anthem. Yeah. When the Blue Jays scored, you thought that it was a home game, and yep. so I'm sitting next to some Blue Jay fans, and I'm asking them, "I'm like, hey, tell me about this." And they said, "Unless we want to go to the East Coast with Toronto, everybody in Vancouver, all the way through." You know, Alberta and everything. Everybody's coming here. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, the entire entire west coast of Canada travels to Seattle for home games. And uh, Seattle hates it. Yes. Uh, the, the Mariners fans are very upset because there have been many stories on how Canada takes over their stadium. And uh, the argument for a long time was, we'll just get better and your fans will buy tickets. And then they got good again. Seattle was very good last year and went on a run. And, you know, we're seeing, you know, some of the the breakout stars on that team, some young guys that are really crushing. And uh, and we still do it. The, the Jays fans still do it. <laughs> I know we told you to get better, but we're still buying the tickets. It's way cheaper for people in Vancouver to fly down to Seattle than it is to fly to Toronto. Yeah. doesn't make it's, sense, uh, but that's how it works. Yeah, it's also funny. I, I didn't realize all of that, but it was also funny. So I've seen you guys play in Anaheim this year. Yep. I've seen you guys play in Seattle, and I've seen you play in Baltimore. Well, we've been <laughs> – man, I've seen more Toronto games than some of the people in Toronto. But it's yep. – yeah, it's great. Well, Dave, I always love talking baseball. We've got to do this. When we do our World Series edition, i got to make sure that you're on. So we'll do this again. Absolutely. Uh, and get you on. I top fan rivalry followers. Dave is just so good at. If you listen to him, he is a true, not only Toronto Blue Jays fan, but he can speak to the baseball knowledge with anybody. So grateful to always have you on, Dave. You're always welcome. Anything you want to say, anything you want to talk about, you just let me know, and we'll we'll take it from there. I appreciate it as always. Thank you for the kind words, and uh, yeah, I always love coming on talking baseball. Uh, and uh, Top Fan Rivalry followers, enjoy your Thursday. I'll make sure that we tag Dave in both uh, the story and the post. Make sure that um, you're following him. Great content. We got the playoffs, so let's do it. Dave, have a good Thursday. Stay out of trouble. Thanks. You too, Bill.